0: Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics, and today we got another special guest for you. This time, we are speaking to artist, writer, creator, Don Nguyen. He is the writer and creator and artist of Pablo the Guerrilla. Um, I met Don at Comic-Con Revolution, which takes place every year in Ontario, California, not too far from my house, probably about an hour and ten minutes or so. Um, But we had an amazing conversation. I actually traded comics with him, gave him one of ours. He gave me his. And of course, he was super nice enough to sign that for me. And we started talking about the podcast. And here he is to talk about not only Pablo the Gorilla, but everything else that Don has been doing. Um, He is an amazing guy, incredible artist. And I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, here's Don and I. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, we have a special guest, Don Nguyen. Don, thank you for joining us today. A pleasure uh, meeting you at uh, Comic-Con Revolution. Thank you for signing my uh, comic book. And uh, I was glad you were willing to come on, man. It's great to uh, be with you.
1: Oh, well, thanks very much for having me. Um, for those who don't know, I go by winning it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the most common Vietnamese last name is Win, And you can find me there for anybody who might be on the lookout for me.
0: Nice, man. Well, thank you, Don. I really appreciate it. And uh, like I said, it was so fun to meet you. We got a chance to kind of talk a little bit at the show and uh, then you got busy. So I backed off, man. I didn't want to take away from those those hungry uh, Pablo the Gorilla fans out there that were trying to pick up on that or some of your amazing artwork. But uh, I thought maybe what we could start is where did this passion for art, I believe it was art that you kind of had a passion for first, maybe before writing. Am I correct in saying that?
1: Yeah, I... So everybody knows I am a reluctant writer. Uh, (laughs) Pablo the Griller is a passion project for me. So I want to be very sure that I did that all on my own. So like soup to nuts, whether you do like, I was like the only thing I'm not going to do is the very cover, which is done by two time Eisner, Dustin Wynn shout out to Dustin. I love him very much. He is a fantastic mentor and friend. Um, But yeah, I, you know, it, it all started with the love of just drawing. I've been drawing since I was two. Yeah. Um, and I fell in love with comics um, probably around like kindergarten, first grade. My mom used <laughs> to go. We lived in Seattle in this little area called Burien, which is right around um, the SeaTac, the airport area. Yeah, And uh, she used to go to Highline Community College. And she would drop me off at the kids section of the library, the Burien Library. Shout out to them. And uh, <laughs> that was where I discovered comic books, man. And nice. I didn't know. You know, I used to watch these shows in syndication. Uh, and so it was like Batman from the 60s, like Batman 66. Yeah. Uh, you see like repeats of like Japanese Spider-Man that they yeah. dubbed. Or there was an American Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> cartoons that were popular at the time were like the Justice League and Spider-Man yeah. and his uh, amazing friends. So I didn't realize those were, were all comics, man. When you're like six or seven or whatever, like yeah. you don't know. You're just like, oh, for it's sure. On TV. Yeah. And then to walk in and be like, "Whoa, this is these are these are books that I can read," and there's hundreds of them. Like that's <laughs> mind blowing, man. It's like a, to a little kid, or at least to me as a little kid, I was like, "There's an infinite source of material here, and I can sit and just read this all day." And that's yeah. what I did. I read the entire run of Orphan Annie. Um, I grew up in the '80s. I was an like '80s '90s yep. kid. Yeah, and yeah in the 80s Annie was huge man so yeah. you know the music oh, yeah. was everywhere yeah. and I didn't know it was a comic book and then you know <laughs> kids out there if you don't know about Orphan Annie uh there's some stuff that you need to be aware of t- racially yeah but it's still a fun fun book yeah, yeah. um and you know I, I read all of that I read the original detective comics uh you know we're talking about like Bob Kane, Bill figure like that those runs of comics yeah and you know that that really got me into it and then in terms of floppies it was the first time i'd seen john burns doing man of steel superman as well as his run on x-men yeah uh, walt huge. simonson thor And then you know for a kid like in the 80s like superman was it like you saw christopher reeve and you saw john burns superman like your brain was like what did you create christopher reeve like how did this happen so stuff like that just that got me into comics and then in terms of drawing comics i started doing that more so in like junior high yeah and then all that i fell out of love with comics i didn't fall out of love but you know like i concentrated more on like schoolwork yeah. Life comics, happens, right? Yeah, life happens. <laughs> and I was I was out of comics and yeah. you know, I'd gone and I was working I was working for the Rand Corporation, which is a large uh oh, yeah. world renowned think tank that a lot of people know of. Mm-hmm. Not Danny Rand's corporation. So <laughs> There's that joke for Iron Fist. Everybody always asks me about that. <laughs> I
0: love Danny Rand, man. Yeah,
1: so uh, I was working for them and randomly, I think it was around 2008, I walked, I was like, I have seen comics in a really long time. I wonder what they're like. And I walked into my local comic book shop. I grew up down the street. So I, I grew up in the projects out here in LA. Mm-hmm. And down the street, there was a shop that had changed titles and hands quite a few times. So it started out as graffiti and then it became the shop, Comics Inc. And I walked mm-hmm. into it one day and I was like, oh man, what are these books? And I rediscovered my love for comics. I saw um, Chris Pachalo was working on X-Men and I just saw his art. And then Scotty Young thing was doing um, New Mutants or it was like an, mm. an all new X-Men thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember Toad was on the cover. <laughs> this kid that looked like Toad, it wasn't Toad. Yeah, yeah. It was this <laughs> little, uh, I forget what his name is. And then there was also like, he did this really just flared out gorgeous cover of... Uh, magic iliana and she had like hooves like crazy gear and i was like what is that and then uh, umberto ramos was doing a run who's funny because he's known primarily for spider-man i feel like but he had this amazing run on wolverine Mm. with civil war and i picked up those books and i never looked back and once i picked them up and i fell back in love with comics i was like i kind of want to do this and i started drawing and everything yeah my co-workers were like you seem like you want to be doing something else. I, was like, <laughs> I, I do kind of do. <laughs> yeah. And my wife was uh, coming up in her business at the time and mm-hmm. she started doing really well. And she was like, do you want to maybe quit? And I was like, yeah. And that's how it happened. I left the nice. corporation and i have just been betting on myself ever since. And uh awesome, I oddly think it's kind of paid off.
0: Congratulations, man. That's awesome, Dawn. that's awesome. Don, that's awesome. I think a lot of people want to get there and you uh, luckily you had that amazing support from your wife and you were able to do it. And it sounds like you are making it. So that's, that's incredible. Did you, uh, were you drawing um, while you stepped away from comics? Were you still drawing and keeping up with that? Or you walked away from kind of everything and just focused on work during that time?
1: I've always been drawing. So when I was, okay. at school, I went to UCLA and I was in the student alumni association. So okay. I did as part of, they don't do it now. Now, they just, it's managed, it's almost like a corporation. So all their design work is done by whatever third parties. But back then for the student alumni association, they used to have students do design work for them. So I would do all the design work for t-shirts for whatever committees I was on. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, if you guys looked out there, or if you ever went to UCLA in the early 2000s, you you joined student alumni association, you got a membership box with a t-shirt in it, Joe Bruin, chances are I designed that shirt
0: oh nice <laughs> so yeah
1: um so there there were thousands of kids just walking around wearing my shirt
0: that's so I, cool oh,
1: that's awesome yeah, yeah I, I i drew and i did design work back then yeah. and then um you know i started out was a great story i started out in biology at ucla and i hated it dude three and a half years man i slept wow. through school amazingly i got out the b average in sciences i don't even know how that happened uh, one class i failed for sure uh, we yeah. can talk about that sometime but i just you know i i came up through um, a high school program and it was a biological sciences program and i loved it and then to make the transition to ucla where i just hated the Weeder courses in college man like um, all these lower division courses yeah, were just like cool. draining my soul like i didn't have a passion yeah. for it anymore it wasn't until my junior year and i was like I feel like i want to learn something and i never yeah. studied art before like i knew zip about art yeah. art history art anything about art aside from the fact that i just love to draw and i somehow convinced myself that uh, ucla would teach me technical skills i needed to do comics not yeah. the case They've got a heart center or like yeah. cal arts for that sort of stuff but um it was primarily about art theory um, mm. And like studio art, and I ended up doing a lot of performance art and that's sculptural good. work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have background in that too. Oh and wow! I, I, I did love it. I just didn't love the art world yeah. uh, per se, which is funny because I pretty
0: diverse experience you gained though, huh?
1: Yeah, you yeah. you know, I, I picked up a lot of knowledge, um, which I'm thankful for, and I I learned a lot of things about the art world, which I feel like that's that was a huge walkway and takeaway for uh, for me. But uh, yeah, you know, I got into doing some group shows and I had a commission, like my buddy and I did a commission that was uh, funded by the National Endowment of the Arts. Mm. Uh, We did this huge, uh, I basket wove a scale size (laughs) shurning tank. Wow! My buddy did a a living grass sculpture. It was a large grass cube. And we sat that on top and it was a commentary on um, this country. It was both you know we were kind of inspired by david burns miss america song Mm. which is a song where it talks about both the love of america you know in terms of like you being a patriot but also understanding the dark side of what goes into building this country and that we're still not a perfect society like where we are yeah and also at the time you know afghanistan was happening too so that was also additionally a commentary on that sure commentary on boomer generation um and you know the the people that came up and the influences because you know my friend and i were really influenced by 80s music as well Mm -hmm. Um, so you know it it came out of out out of a lot of conversations for that but yeah Yeah. you know the networking that we had to do in the fine arts world i Mm -hmm. I just didn't enjoy it Um, it's funny i was talking to people at the shop today about that but in comics like i've never felt more at home or that i belonged Mm -hmm. to anything as much as i do like i just i don't know maybe it's how I feel about comics but my passion for the medium like I can't contain it I feel like I I feel like I try to encourage people to make comics and I've had people ask the question like do you think it's detrimental to you to like share other people making comics like does that take away from you making money or like why do you Mm -hmm. encourage people to make comics like aren't you afraid for every new creator out there like that could be better than you like that will take away from what you're doing i'm like no because i love comics and i want to see more comics exactly i want to see cool comics and people have out there have like so many different ideas and stories that they want to tell and that's i think that's ultimately like i think you know we're so many of us are passionate about comics like we start out as collectors yeah yeah this and consuming it and to me, it's just about more consumption of it and more creating yeah. of it and yeah. spreading and getting people like interested in it.
0: Absolutely, um, absolutely. I, I feel like the indie scene, at least right now, yeah. I mean, some of the most amazing stories are taking place. And that's not a shot at DC or Marvel. I'm obviously a huge fan of DC and Marvel. DC is yeah. my favorite universe, but I love Marvel too. And I'm buying the comics every week. But you know, you you have you're you have guardrails. On the type yeah. of stories that you could tell when you're dealing with a character that's been around 20, 40, yeah. 60, 80 years, right? But man, you get into comic books, I mean, you get stuff like this, right? That you would never get anywhere else. And uh, you know, that story would be gone and we wouldn't know anything about Pablo or some of the other amazing indie comics out there and some of the stories. I mean, something about the children. I mean, I could go on and on. I was yeah. just reading uh Uh, Scott Snyder's Clear. I don't know if you've read that. No crazy book. Oh my gosh. Okay. I got got, Oh, I got Chills just telling you about it. It's incredible, man. He just dropped issue three. I just finished uh, Trojan by Daniel Krauss, Uh. uh, which is another amazing book. I mean, those don't exist without the indie scene. And so uh I'm with you. I think the more, the better. We're starting to get some crazy stories that I, I can't even, I don't know how people think of this stuff sometimes, and it just blows me away, and I get super excited. So I'm with you, Don. Yeah. I, I think the more, the merrier. It's better for the entire indie scene yeah. to get more diverse stories from from people. I, I don't know. I'm a big fan, and I'm like you, man. Anything we could do to prop up the indie comic uh, scene, I think it's better for everybody, right? It's kind of an all boats rises type situation. Yeah. I think rising tide raises yep. all
1: boats it's you know that's the thing man, is a lot of people indie comics are the unsung hero because they've yeah. always been the incubator yeah. of ideas for the greater industry at large and most people don't realize that a lot of creators come from an indie background um, yeah you know I've been lucky enough to talk to David Mack about that mm. and you know we were having this conversation because I was able to spend some time in the car with him and yeah I didn't realize that at the beginning of his career, he was a writer and Brian Michael Bendis was the artist. Oh, and I was wow. like, wait, what's so he was like? Yeah, we started out at Caliber Press. And he's like, you know, I was writing stories and I, I always wanted Brian Michael Bendis to come on board uh, with Kabuki as my artist. But then, if we think about them now, their roles are completely kind of switched. Yeah. Right, like David still creates stuff. Obviously, like Echo sure. coming up on Disney oh, yeah. Plus soon. Yeah. Uh, so he created that. He wrote on that series. <laughs> That's but pretty. Now cool. we look at it, we go. Oh, Brian Michael ben, is He he's that amazing writer that is yeah. now with DC and David yeah. Mack does like these awesome, gorgeous painted covers <laughs> uh, and like comics. Like but a yeah, role like, reversal almost. Huh? Yeah. It's a role reversal, but still yeah. it's like these guys, like yeah. we're building these ideas like back then and yeah. you know, credit where credit is due. Like uh, Pablo obviously is an homage to my inspirations, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. For sure. Uh, Hellboy. If you yeah. love comics, like Tank Girl, like these are yeah. so soup. the crow. I mean, come on, the crow, man. Like, <laughs> like a bunch of us i knew what the crow was because obviously i was a geek that hung out in a really dark comic book shop reading previews <laughs> magazine i yeah. never actually like read the crow until the movie came out i was like oh, yeah man, it's based on the comic yeah you go back and read that and then you see the movie and that movie like is one of the most underrated yeah for sure because, like i feel like our generation we get the crow yeah yeah but, like you look at its influence on like yeah. other movies and you're just like yeah oh my god like that That movie is ingenious, and it, you know, it visually doesn't necessarily follow James O'Barr's vision, but it holds the spirit of the comic so well. Like the violence and the grit and the angst is (laughs) phenomenal, and I love sure. Yeah, Um, you're
0: absolutely right, and I think it kind of set the stage for a lot of movies after that. Yeah, because they did break down some barriers that weren't being done before, and I mean, I think I also grew up in the eighties. I was born in the seventies, but you know, most of my, uh, my, uh, memories of childhood happened during the eighties. I, I mean, even the nineties were amazing too, when it came to, uh, you know, X-Men and some of the stuff that just blew up and had such a huge impact. I'm with you. Some of the stuff. And actually, if you look at today, most of the stuff that's coming out are just reboots of stuff that you and I enjoyed for the first time in the eighties and nineties. And now they're bringing it back again to see if they can't spark that same success. So you know the impact that it had because they're trying to remake a lot of that to, to bring this new generation into that same, uh, you know, I don't know that that same art world that we grew up in with all these different uh, animated series and I don't know I mean He-Man, G.I. Joe (laughs) all these things had huge impacts on me. WWF before it was WWE um, even the Junkyard Dog uh, animated series yeah I mean all these things were so amazing and to this day, I can remember it as if I was sitting in front of the TV too close and my mom's yelling at me watching it right now. So yeah. yeah, I'm with you, man. And some of those movies, Star Wars and everything else that took place after that has had a huge impact on almost everybody writing comic books now, I would think.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can't get away from talking. To- it's like, you know, growing up as a kid the book that everybody knew about was how to draw comics the marvel way yeah I have if I, it right yeah. back here yeah if i tell anybody like what book do i need to learn just go pick up how to draw comics the marvel yeah. way it's every, yeah. everybody will talk about it. you go ask jim lee jim lee will tell you go get that yeah. book you know yeah. like so it's just one of those things but yeah you know going back to what you were saying we are definitely in the renaissance of any comics right now you yeah. look at what people have been doing on crowdfunding i mean crowdfunding uh, has killed publishing yeah, in terms of yeah. revenue and production for like mm-hmm. the last three or four years right yeah, yeah. so that shows you that people are hungry for new ideas new stories yeah. new artists um and i'm just i'm proud to be a part of that and yeah. if anything you know with all the stuff that's happened in the last few <laughs> years i feel I feel like it's a safer community to be.
0: In. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, yeah, everyone's very... really
0: cool, man. I think, I feel everyone like everyone, is, uh... I know we were talking before, you know, sometimes politics comes in and people kind of get divided, but for the most part, it's a really tight knit community still. And I feel like everyone kind of watches for each other's back. At least that's a sense that I'm getting. And, you know, when you reach out to people, if you have questions, yeah. most people are really open to giving yeah. you their opinion and helping you out. And, hey, this is who I use. And, hey, watch out for this and be careful with that. And, I mean, I think it's amazing, uh, the community. And I'm with you. It's a, I feel safe in the community. And, yeah, you know, it wasn't always the case, man. In the 80s no, and 90s, like you were kind of a dork if you were a, a comic book guy. I remember going to a comic book store. And I grew up in San Bernardino, which uh-huh. is kind of in L.A., and uh you know being one of the only white guys in the neighborhood on a bike riding to the comic book store i had to hide my comic books i didn't want to get beat up on the way back so i put it like slipping down my pants or something as i rode back home real quick to read them at the house but ah, oh, man I, i'm telling you it the community today is i think strong it's healthy yeah. and uh i'm super proud to at least be a little bit part of it man it's pretty awesome I get to meet great great guys like you don oh, i think it's awesome you. man
1: well i appreciate you tommy and thanks yeah. for having me on but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you always hear that adage that uh, you should never meet your heroes. Yeah. And I've met a bunch of yeah. my heroes and they've all been really nice and really kind. Yeah. And, you know, if you're polite and you ask them if they have some time to talk to you, they yeah. have been so gracious in doing that. And, you know, there's always people that are rough around the edges. We get that. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. human nature yeah. though, right? You're going to find that everywhere.
1: Yeah. And we don't yeah. all have to, that's the thing is, I <laughs> I feel like we don't all have to agree. I don't agree with my friends a lot of times. Yeah, time. exactly. And that's that should be okay. We can be adults about this for
0: uh, sure. For sure. I know a topics not to touch, right? Yeah. So let's just let's just focus on the the comic stuff, man. It, it it's in a, it's a it is an escape for I think a lot of us. Yeah. Right. Because you know I got a family. I got four kids. I got a wife. I I work a lot of hours in a, in a job that. I wish I could be in your place where I could, and hopefully one day I will. And I'll be yeah. say, okay, I could do comics full time, but uh, that's not my reality. But you know what? I go read Pablo the gorilla and for, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, I'm not thinking about anything else, but Pablo and what he's going through and yeah. the escaping that he did and just all that cool stuff. Right. And that's what I love about comics. It, 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 I could be divorced for just a short amount of time yeah. and get enthralled into a story. And then I walk away and I'm like, Holy crap, that was amazing.
1: And you know, even for the things that we can't talk about, that's yeah. the other part of comics that's beautiful, yeah. man. Is like you can talk about it in comics. You know, yeah. years ago I heard this weird discussion where people were like, "Oh, we don't like like big boobed babes anymore you know, in comics." Like that's ridiculous, man. You can have cheesecake, you can have beefcake, you can have people that are completely flat, people yeah. that are just rectangles. You can have just rectangles. You can have circles. Like you can have anything as long yeah, as it yeah, tells yeah. a story or is yep. funny. It gets yeah. its point across. You're making comics. So yep. what does it matter? Like they can be yeah. completely crass and vulgar or yeah. they can be p- absolutely political. Like people yeah. don't think there's, there's plenty of politics. There's plenty of it. Yeah. yeah and you,
0: to be honest, there's a little bit of everything in there. And uh, yeah. so, I mean, that's what I mean. There's so much to pick from that you could get lost in whatever you're into. And uh, that's what I love about it, man. It's just, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, to me, comics, no matter how fantastical the story is, it's a reflection of our humanity as creators. And we're just trying to put ourselves out there and tell these stories that we think, oh, I I think this is not just a cool idea, like completely weird and out there. But I think, you know, other people would be able to identify with what we're trying to do and, you know, come on board. And, you know, that's the thing for indie creators that I think a lot of people don't realize is you know we're out here in the trenches day after day and even like famous creators right like you see these guys at tables at conventions and they're just you know trying to build their audience and bring people in and like you know get people interested in what they're doing and it's one of those things where especially as indie creators now we're just fighting for inch by inch every day like we're fighting the algorithms like (laughs) get seen. we're at conventions like Yeah, I play this game where people are like, Why do you just say hi to people, man? Like all the time when people walk by, like that's the game I like to play. That's the I, like game, to play. I like to see people like will turn around and like wave or smile. Yeah. And you always get that one person that makes me laugh, dude. I'll be like, Hey, how's it going? And they just walk straight by. Like, yeah. I, didn't I didn't see you. I
0: didn't I, see you. I didn't see you. If
1: I don't acknowledge it, he doesn't exist. And that's okay. Like I'm okay Yeah, that. for I get,
0: sure. Yeah. yeah I
1: get that happens, like you said, it's part of the game, right? It's part of the game. Man. I, I find it so funny. And you know, uh, sometimes those people come back and they're like, Oh, like what is it that you have? Yeah, you're like, dude, I've seen you walk past my table five times this convention so far, <laughs> and this is just a two-day convention. So come on, man. So
0: I love it, man. I love it. It's, That's awesome. Yeah, it's
1: it's stuff like that. I think. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the salesman in me. I I kind of do enjoy it. Um,
0: yeah, I think I think a lot of folks do that are in the industry, and I mean, you gotta like people, right? If you're going yeah. to the conventions as much as you're going, you better enjoy people, because if not you're, you're creating a lot of misery for yourself because a lot of these conventions have a lot of people that uh, you got to talk to. Right. So if you have a passion for people, you have a passion for comics. And I, I feel like you do Don, just because you're really good at it. You're going to be all right, man. You know, uh, thank you.
1: I appreciate the kind words, but yeah, <laughs> comics is definitely an industry that's trial by fire, right? Like we're yeah, all in here yeah. and we, a lot of us are introverts, man. Like we, yeah, we yeah. don't want to be in the spotlight. It's funny. Cause you yeah. know, Essentially, Pablo is a comic about not wanting to be in the spotlight, but still yeah. wanting to be uh, belong to something. Yeah. And it really like, you may not want to talk to people, but yeah. you're forced to talk to people. If you decide to do this <laughs> and like you decide yeah. not to just be a fan, but cross and be behind the table as yeah. uh, we all like to say. And once you're behind the table, you are in the trenches, man. You, you are, are in man. Shit. Yeah. You are in the <laughs> skillet. The yeah. skillet is hot and uh, you better
0: start cooking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Don, you know, I talked a little bit about Pablo. What other things do you have going on that people could kind of uh, check out?
1: So uh, in terms of national distribution, uh, Second Side Uh Publishing, I have a variant cover for Athena the Undying that is out nice. now they do uh their distribution is through universal which is in canada so okay. you can pick the books up there or you can reach out to them uh the other books that are available we just finished a campaign on kickstarter called carmilla unbound for bloodline comics nice. i did a clockwork orange homage cover for uh those wonderful guys uh, shout Sweet. out to Dave schrader clay adams yeah that's uh, awesome man alex z uh, Ismael Canales and Melissa White who edited that book uh, it was a great team and I'm very appreciative of the fact that they invited me to be a part of that and then in terms of my own books right now uh, Battle Grapple Rebel which is right yep. there it is on my it. shoulder I see it. Yep. That's not, I've been selling out of that so I'm on my last few copies from the publisher directly so come find me at my next convention which would be Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina or San Diego Comic Con or Rose City Comic Con wow. in September and then Retro Let's see if I can point the right way. That there it is. Retro oh, there he is yeah. Uh, Retro is out now. I have some copies of that, but that's starting to sell out as well. And then uh if you see the uh, Namor or more yes. over my shoulder there, Wandavision from Marvel Upper Deck is out. I just recently finished another set for them in March, right before. Wonder console, they'll probably announce that, I imagine, next year sometime. This is to be on a little bit of a delay. But WandaVision is out. I have 30 cards in the wild. And I have oh, three wow. AP cards in my possession now. So if you want to see the AP cards, come by. But that is a high-ticket item, I warn you, in advance. But, <laughs> yeah, so that's that. I'm working on Pablo number two. I was hoping to have it done in Q1. But things have just kept yeah. getting pushed. Um, yeah, like yeah. I said, the Marvel upper Deck stuff uh, pushed me a little bit. And then uh, I constantly take on work, which may be a problem, uh, <laughs> Then I'll be teaching. Uh, they invited me to teach uh, drawing cartoons and comic book character, course, at L.A. City College. So I'll be nice. doing that summer for uh, five weeks. So you know, if you're kids, there is a kids level course. And then there's also an adult level course. If you're a better artist than I am, at least come out and network with me. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. For hang sure. On. We'll talk about the industry. I'll talk about, uh, you know, how you can get into it, and what you can do yeah uh, to improve your chances um, learn from my mistakes yeah um, exactly. yeah, man, yeah i've been i've been really lucky i feel like i've had a lot of amazing opportunities to do some incredible things yeah. and hopefully i've met those and risen to uh the challenge of that and um you know all my clients haven't complained so far so <laughs> oh, that's i think a good thing
0: i think so i then, think that's a good thing
1: yeah yeah so and then how people, do they oh, reach said, out to you Don? Oh, just to, uh, let me move my big head. Find me oh, at there it winning it. Uh yep. There it is. I have trademarked that. That is my moniker nice. across all social media platforms. You can find me on TikTok there. I'm on Reddit as that. Sweet. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. Uh, I'll probably get there on it. Hive, that's a new thing. Really, I don't really... Yeah, know I went on Hive, on
0: Hive and uh, it's, it's a little... Like I don't know. I I posted something. I know what happens. It's a little. Maybe I just don't understand it yet. But I did try to do it. I heard it was going to be the next new thing. Not sure if it is, but yeah, I, I'm definitely on there. So I'll, I'll think, friend you if that's okay, Don. Least yeah, yeah, on. good. <laughs>
1: By all means, man, friend, friendly. me. Uh, I yeah. it, it's funny because you were sending me emails through. I think my website. Oh. I just realized <laughs> it the other day. I was like just dm me man it's a yeah, little yeah. quicker just yeah just send me a dm through like, Facebook Sounds or good, Instagram. Man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah so that's how you can find me and like i said i'll be in charlotte north carolina for heroes con i believe that is june 16th or 18th and then san diego comic-con is july
0: 19th to the 23rd that's right yeah
1: and then uh rose city comic-con is september sometime that's so far ahead that i can't even think about it i still need to get plane tickets for that so oh, or wow. oregon and then i'll be doing uh, a couple panels at san diego comic-con we do one called mobile workspace i really mm. want to encourage people who want to do comics to come out and make comics with us so yeah. mobile Workspace is for people who can make comics from their Phones. In fact, we have oh, my buddy wow. who did retro, uh whoo, retro. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he did the entire short live action film on his iPhone. So shout out what? to Limbethaler. Uh wow. Wilson from Mike and Molly and Good Girls plays retro. Uh so we'll see That's where awesome. that goes. Um, but yeah, so we have creatives that work from iPads. I work on a Galaxy Note 9, I do all my thumbnails and storyboards uh from it. And yeah, if you're you're looking to create comics, come out and learn and be a part of that. And then we're also doing a panel where uh, we'll have cosplayers uh, model and you guys will be able to li- live draw, well, oh, wow. live drawing with cosplay models. And I'll be announcing that. It'll probably be two weeks before San Diego Comic-Con. So people will be able to get info on where it is and how you can uh, do it. So yeah, look out for that.
0: Nice, Don. Well, Don, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you uh, spending some time. I know you had a really long day. <laughs> you were doing signings <laughs> at a, a local comic book store, yeah. but man, I really appreciate you making time for us. Um, it's such a pleasure to meet you. I hope this isn't the last time. Hopefully we could have you back on and, and talk about all the other great things, especially when you come out with an uh, issue to of Pablo, man, I, I can't wait to get my hands on that to figure oh, out what happens you. next. But, uh, man, it's such a pleasure. And, uh, Everyone, you know how to get a hold of Don if you uh I guess you're open for commissions, even though you probably are taking more than you need.
1: Uh yeah, I am taking commissions. I feel like my commissions are always open, but for shows, okay. it's best yeah. if you want a commission to reach out before. So that okay that way yeah. I'm working at home and not under the pressure of like being at a con. Yeah, yeah. I'll at least spend a little bit more time and like yeah, fuss around with it. Whereas <laughs> I feel like at conventions I do Great work at conventions, but I yeah. feel like I'm just hammering them out, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, however many pieces I do usually at a show is kind of nuts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So definitely reach out if you're looking for a commission and uh, just easiest, let me know what your budget is and I'll tell you what you can get.
0: That's awesome, Don. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure, my friend. Until thank next you so time, much. thanks for joining. Yeah. Thank
1: you very much for having me. I appreciate being on. And uh thanks for spotlighting indie creators, man. Like, yeah you know i love all the outlets out there that spend their time sh- giving shine to any indie creator because yeah. it's it's a tough gig like yeah. you know and i've seen you know you've seen people even famous creators man like come mm. and go and yeah. get tossed by the wayside so i say listen if you go to a convention you see a creator you like just support them then and there because you never know when they're going to be back yeah
0: good point Good point, man. It's it's a passion. That's for sure. That's why most people are in it, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right, Mr. Don, thanks again, and uh, have a great uh, weekend. You too, Don. I appreciate it. All right. Talk soon.
1: Bye.